What's happening, world? It's Kira and Ben, and we're back with another fan suggestion. Is that what we should call them? Recommendations? Suggestions? I don't know. But we are going to cover the 2018 Pendy Phil Tambund. Tambund? Tamdad. Tamdad. I'm so sorry, you guys. I listen to the pronunciations of these words before I get on air, and then whenever it comes out of my mouth is wrong and I, I do apologize. So this movie, very different from the style that we have been covering, but I this style is more my favorite. I love a horror genre. I love a horror style. I thought this movie had really great like layers. It was visually stunning. And we can we can break down like more of it. I like how it was broken up into um three parts. So do you have anything to say first impressions? Well, I'd just like to thank Bold Truth on uh, our YouTube channel for you know, recommending this, this movie. Great movie. First impressions, I didn't know what to go, like, what to think when I went into this because it was like, you know, horror, but I, I didn't find it really to be horror. So I think it's kind of when, like, like, when I think of this kind of horror, I think of, like, H.P. Lovecraft. Does that make sense? It's more like horror within like yourself versus like these external horrors. And yes, we have this external horror at the end when we're finally like seeing him go into the womb. Like everything before is kind of speculation. But I thought that this was really interesting because we have. So this movie is about greed at its core. It is a movie about greed. And when we look at. So before that it's broken up into three parts. And I think each part is its own story that all tie together. I love this kind of like structure of a film. I think it's really important because it helps break it up in a way that's like really digestible to viewers, especially when you're having a lot of very heavy um, conversations and like topics. So when we when we're opening up on our first chapter, we see a woman entering a man and sort of like a slave to one person, but she has to get back to feed her mother, old woman that for some reason she sleeps and eats and we have to feed her and no one knows. Everyone's afraid of her. And that so she's like, I got to get back. I got to get back. And it pants to her two sons. And the two sons are trying to feed this woman. They're trying to like bake. And I think it's interesting that like that, like from such a young age in within this family dynamic, they are burdened with this, even though they only know of it from their mother. So they're, what they're trying to do is get this goal. Right. So it all has to do with this God. Halster, yeah, but he was, he stole all the gold, but he couldn't have, but he didn't steal any of the wheat. So he's always hungry and he always wants food. So what happens is he was banished to his mother's womb because he was the most volatile of the gods. Forgotten God. Forgotten God. To be forgotten, he was cruel and stealing of gold and he wanted to steal the wheat for himself, but he couldn't. So this is this is what leads to um, his their downfall or his downfall. I don't know. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So, OK, I'm not going to jump ahead, but that scene at the end was actually beautiful. Yeah. Like this movie, I will say this movie visually resonated with me so much more than story wise. So as the brothers are feeding, they make a mistake. The eldest brother, who is turns into our main character makes a lot of mistakes he's greedy he wants to know the origin of this gold he wants to know why his mom just has like one piece so what has happened we have found out that the family re-erects this statue to start worshiping this god again to start getting this gold and then this leads into a spiral of i don't i don't know how to like best phrase it but it leads into the spiral of like not servitude but servitude to your own greed so 
as all this is happening, when they're still young boys, they are out playing, and the youngest brother dies. Yeah, falls from a tree. Falls from a tree and dies. It feels like it's instantaneous. We see the mom trying to save him. And then in a scene that I thought was heartbreaking is when the mom and the eldest son, the one that is still alive, is on the boat and he's asking her about the treasure and they're talking and she goes, I wish you died. You're so greedy. And like, I wish you died instead of your brother. That to me, I thought was very like such a poignant part of the film because then we see his greed just this is all he has now. Yeah, full blown. Full blown. So then this ends part one. Part two happens about 14 years later. Um, He is an adult now. Um, He is out of Tambund. They've left. And he is in Poon. Poon. I think Poon. And he is starting to go back to Tambund to get the gold. a promise he made to his mother. Exactly. Like, I will never go back. And she's like, if you go back. You're, You're doomed. Yeah, you're doomed. And he's like, I'll never go back. Obviously, he goes back in his greed gets the better of him and this part i thought was so funny because as he gets i think it shows how like money and power go hand in hand because the more money he gets the more he indulges in all his vices right he gets a wife which is normal that's fine if he wants a wife he also gets a mistress he takes up with like a money lender who is also an opium dealer who also is trying to get greed and money within like... So what I think is so interesting about this movie is it is set in the 19th century. Um, So we do have it against the British colonization of India, which we see a lot of movies set against this. And I think it's interesting that we see his friend trying to make deals with colonels for opium licenses and all this to cement his position within this new sort of structure. And... And I think it shows that greed comes in many ways. And and these are two stories of greed. Essentially three when we get to the sun. So now he's indulging in all his vices. He's going back every day, it seems like. At least to me, it seemed like he was going back every day. What did you think? Uh, I thought they just kept on showing him going back. Like, I think there was like, you know. There had be time yeah, in between. Yeah, but I think it was just the most important part of this movie was the fact that he kept going back. All, all, at least once a week, yeah. I would say. And he had plenty. He had plenty. But he wanted more. He wanted more because it was his greed. He was becoming insane. Like it was becoming insatiable. Yeah. And so now we're into our third part because we see him get all this money. And we're in our third part. And our third part is really more about family. And this is the part of the movie I liked the most because I the son was such an interesting character to me. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing with the son is his father's training him because he's older and not as fast as he was yeah. to, to beat the demon, Hasta, to get the gold. And there's like a trick to doing it. And he's trying to show his son the trick and time him. So he's basically using his son. Like- no, he's absolutely using his son. And it's very abusive because he gives no love or affection to his son until his son starts performing in a way that he deems worthy. Like, right. oh, you got the gold. You, we're, we're good now. I'll take you to the whorehouse. I'm right. assuming that's what it was. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting because you kind of see this like pattern of like disapproving parents and like generational trauma of like just constantly fighting for that approval and doing whatever you can. We're going to cover another movie later on, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I think these themes really tie in yeah. the same way. Um, so I think it's really fascinating and... I was not expecting this from this movie. It was much more layered than I thought. So now we have the son. He is getting good at this. I think it's funny how physical this one task is. Like, I'm sorry. The 
I don't think the gold outweighs getting cursed for the rest of your life. Like in the beginning, so we kind of glazed over this, but in the beginning of part two, when he goes back to um, the mansion, he finds his grandma with a tree growing out of her. And like, because the demon had touched her. So she was cursed, deformed, having a tree grow out of her craziness. And I thought that was so crazy that like, I don't think it would be worth it to go into this womb taunt a demon with some flour and bread, steal his coins, and then climb up a rope. It. I feel like there are easier and better ways to make money. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I think, like, the whole one of the whole premises is, like, the easy way out. Oh, absolutely. You know, instead of having to, like, work for a living, do something, taking the easy way and how that can corrupt you and cause you to fall. Absolutely. And he did fall. And I mean, easy because he doesn't have a job. Not so easy because it's physically demanding and he could right. get cursed. <laughs> right. You know, I, I thought one of the main things he says to his son is you're just like your your grandmother. You think one coin is sufficient and he's like, you're a fool. But right. he, he was the fool. He was the fool because he just kept wanting more and more and more. And I think I think we see this. And I can only speak to our American system um, here because I've only lived in America for most of my life. Me too. But like, it feels like very much like this capitalistic system that we're in where like you're, you can never be satisfied. You can never be happy with, you, with where you are. You always have to be getting more and doing more and grabbing and getting wealthier and wealthier. And it's like it has to end because being on a constant upstream is unsustainable. You have to plateau at some point because we're human. And I think he was becoming unsustainable. And then when he got too old, he went to his son. And I think it just it just shows a lot how like money and greed. It's not the only things in the world. And we see that with his wife. So I don't think this guy is a good guy. Yes, because of the looting and the stealing and the greed. But also like we see him come back from his first time in the mansion and he looks disheveled. His wife has started a flower making company in his absence because to survive to survive because he's left her with literally nothing. This is like one of his first trips and he flips out, yells at her, throws her. I thought I thought he was going to rape her. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? This dude is awful. And then she was like into it, which also I hate. Like we got to talk. The subservient. <laughs> there, I mean, there are, I never believe in, you should never have to coerce someone to have sex with you or like be intimate with you. And it just felt like he was so violent. And she was like, no, no, no. And then she was like, okay. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? He just <laughs> threw you on the floor because you started a business to survive. Like, what is happening? I don't know. And then with his like, mistress and then that power struggle which i think is really interesting that they added this so with men or people i should say especially those of power we do see this idea of a mistress that is kind of like unspoken but it's fine and i think having their power dynamic was so interesting to me because you see it first when the wife is like she stole my brooch She's a liar. I don't want her here. Get her out. She's like throwing her down the stairs. It's like very like I'm in charge. This is my house. You're trying to sleep with my husband under my nose. Like, what do you think this is? And then years later, we see the same dynamic, but we see the wife kind of outcast and with the children and on her own. And we see the husband in his lair with his mistress and they're talking and she's smoking the hookah and they're like, and enjoying each other's company and you see when the wife comes in to talk to him 
this sort of tension between the three of them. And I think that power dynamic is so interesting and how it shifts. And I also think it's like kind of bad because why are we giving the idea of like a second person or like a mistress like this power? Like it shouldn't be powerful. Like you should be ashamed. Like you're literally, you know, I don't know. That's me, but. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but sometimes. I get it? <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying I get it as in like, you know, I, oh, it's okay. I'm saying I, I get the fact that she should not be like the way she is. She should be like, you know, ashamed. And and I see like the culture, the way the son talks to her later on. He says, everybody has a wife and everybody has a mistress. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And that's what I'm saying. I get I get it because like the, the way the son made it sound is like yeah. something that was normal and like goes on on a daily routine in, in this society. Right. And then I thought it was so interesting. This kind of like, I don't want to call it like an Oedipus because it's not his mother. But when he went to his father and was like, I'm going to marry your mistress. She's your mistress. She's going to be my wife. I was like, what the fuck kid is this? <laughs> like, what kind of Oedipus shit is this? <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting because at that moment in time, you see the son wanting to surpass the father, which is, I think, like a goal. We see this struggle time and time again in any kind of literature. And from that, it's so interesting because at the end, he completely rejects his father and what his father's asking of him. Because if he takes the money, he would surpass him. He would have all the money. The whole loincloth, that's huge. Right. And he would con- he would continue this and he cycle. Would con- exactly. Right. But he says he doesn't. He yeah. sets his dad on fire instead. Yeah. O- honestly, iconic. A mercy killing, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, was he going to be deformed, feeding him for the rest of his life like the grandma in the beginning? Yeah. Which would honestly be a very cool full cycle. Right. I think um, another thing, too, is if he had taken the loincloth, would he be subservient to Hester? I mean, would Hester come back and be able to, you know, because he, he's a god. He, he is. I mean, he, granted, they, he blew up because of the salt when he came out. Of the, so salt prohibits... No, flour. Flour? Was it flour prohibits Hester from being able to leave his lair, and they, they trick the multiple Hesters, which I thought was iconic when they went down. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to... So this is one of the scenes I want to talk about the most, but I want to finish your, your thought first. So, yeah. yes. The multiple... So... I love this. So we see him go into the womb a bunch of times. And I'm going to call it a womb because that's how they refer to it. Yeah, and it, it basically was It looked like a, a womb. womb. Yeah. <laughs> Do I hate that everything happened inside of a womb where we've treated women horribly in this film? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. I do. But I understand it. I get it. It's part of like the story, but I have a I have a lot to say about that, but we're gonna we're gonna get into that. So we see him mostly by in the womb by himself, and then we see him once with his friend who tricked him. Yeah, well, he betrays his friend. He, yeah, he cons him into going down there without flour, and like he doesn't. The friend doesn't know how to how to do the right the thing. He's trying to actually steal the gold from him, so he knows this and he sets him up where he's gonna die. Which I thought is so interesting because it's like this was like how like I think it's like how business partners sometimes like turn on each other. Oh, hundred percent. And he just was like, oh, have this girl for two days and stay here while I go rob you. But I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm actually going to die. Yeah, <laughs> um, very but yeah, foolish. I thought that like whole kind of like, it felt like it, the way that this movie was shot, I cannot speak enough to the style of this. I thought it was so beautiful and so good. When they're kind of, when he's kind of like, at first he's kind of like stalking him and kind of guiding him through the mansion in this very like haunting way, like, I'm in the shadows, but I'm going to lead you to your own demise. I thought it was very cool. Yes. 
Yep. I was very much into it. So then he gets down there, doesn't know what he's doing. Surprise, our our lead is down there as well. And he just lets him get cursed. Yep. And then he lights him on fire. Yeah. Well, he comes back and finds him stuck into the into the wall. Into the womb, being consumed into it. And and pot, basically he's possessed because he was bitten or touched by Hester. So he's he actually mercy kills him. Which, with the fire. With which the is fire. how his son does it. Yeah. So it was kind of like uh, ironic that he died the same way his friend did, you know, out, out of greed. Out of greed. So we just see all this greed. And then we see the son's greed. And this part I, I really like. So this is to the climactic scene of the film. And to me, visually, like the most beautiful scene and also the richest. So let's get into it. So we have the father and the son. They're like, we're going to go down together. Don't bring any flower. This is your first time. And the son does bring flower, but he gets the gold. It's all good. Now, the second time, the son's like, well, what if we bring multiple flower dolls or idols for them to like sacrifice, basically? Because then if he's if the one demon is eating two of these dolls or more, we'll be fine. We can get the whole loincloth. We can get the whole loincloth. We'll get more money. He'll be more distracted. It will be good. And the father's all about this. And then in the best scene of the movie, I will say, we see the son just like pulling out pulling out all these like flower idols. And then as the father's looking around, he sees for as many idols as is being pulled, these demons are coming down. And I loved that multiplication and that surprise because it was like, you're coercing this. You're, you're, you're leading us out of here and we're going, and this idol is basically like us. This is our, your sacrifice is us. And then they're here. Oh my God. It was gorgeous. So, Obviously, we're in a womb, like I have said many times, <laughs> and it is red. And these creatures, okay, so I think the creatures in this movie were so good. They really remind me, I've mentioned this movie before, they remind me of Crimson Peak, and they also reminded me of The Descent. Now, is it the fact that we're going down into something that's a cave? Probably. But that one scene when he's like up on the wall, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so all the different, they're all descending down. And they're losing. The yeah. father and the son, they're losing. They're like, we're outnumbered. We're outwitted. We can't. They're trapped. We're trapped. <laughs> they, they can't get out. So what the father does in a to save his son in a, in a moment of sacrifice after they've been down there, which I would assume for like maybe like four or five hours because they keep like lighting the matches yeah. and trying to like figure out how to get out. The father takes every single one that they have remaining. Yeah, the dolls, yeah. And just straps it to him. So he probably has like 20 pounds of flour on him. Yeah. And he's just, now they have to climb a rope to get down and out of this womb because it's a womb, of course. So when he's, so now he's climbing up and we just see the throngs of demons like coming and like attacking him. And as they're doing this, they have still set up, set up the safety circles of flour. So we also see them exploding if they're entering that circle and that safe zone. So we see it on the bottom where they do their hunting. We see it at the top so they can't leave the the like top of the womb. And then we also see it at the top so they can't like actually get out to the top of the earth yeah. is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And so the father sacrifices himself for the son. But this is the thing. Does he sacrifice himself for his son or does he sacrifice himself for the money? I think it's basically for the money. I think it's for the money. I think he figures out that he can... That he, 
he's not going to make it, but he's like, you know what? We, we came down here to get the money, and I'm going to get the money no I'm matter what. I'm going to get the money no matter or, what. Or my son's going to get the money no matter what, and this is how it's going to go. You know? And he does not take it. No. He's like, lights him on fire. Yeah. No, he does not take it. He's, he's like, because he didn't want his dad to die. Like, yeah. Despite all the bad things his dad did, all, uh, he loved his father. He, he idolized he his father. He worshipped his yeah. father. So he didn't want his father to do this. He begs him, please don't do this, dad. You know, yeah. there's got to be a better way. But the, in all honesty, there wasn't no better way. There like, was no better way. You know, he was going to die no matter what. Uh, someone had to make a sacrifice. And, you know. It should have been him. He was the greediest one. And I think this also goes, like, to show, like, if you if you engage in something long enough and dance with the devil long enough, like not saying that this person's the devil, but in that turn of phrase, you will get see the consequences and you will have to pay for those consequences right. sooner rather than later. Later, right. you know what I mean? Right. Everybody succumbs to their own actions. I mean, oh, no, absolutely. No matter what. I mean, we try as much as we can to like think that we're going to get away with stuff, or you know, we're going to out outcon someone to, like to be smarter and get o- get over on them. But in the very end, like we're the fools. We're the fools. Yep. And I think it shows that human greed will knows no bounds. Oh, yeah. Because he, he went through no, extensive lengths to get the money. Like, like extensive physical lengths. Yes. And I was like, I, you see that he's like a bigger jack dude, like, throughout the whole thing. Like, you see that. Yeah, the progression. But, I mean, I don't think, I mean, okay, so I don't know how much it was, but it he was pulling out, like, I would say five to six gold coins per trip at that time period so it was worth a lot it was, of money. yeah it was, it's the 19th century so it's yeah. probably worth a lot more but still like what is that yeah i know and then when he opens up the safe and shows his son and the son's like oh my god we have enough to live here for a lifetime and they really did they really did but the father's like no it's not enough it's not enough we need more yeah and i was like what are you talking about like they had he had bills he had coins tons of coins you know and he's like you know you're the fool just like your grandmother you think one coin will get you through life he goes but you need more so I think that, yes, agree. And I think it's so interesting because in a scene earlier, we see him with his prostitute mistress and she's like, this bag is empty. Why is it empty again? Why is it empty again? And it's kind of because he's like failing. He's like older. He's not doing it as much. But then he goes down and he has all this money in the safe. I'm like, what? what are you just a hoarder now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I think the whole thing was like he really, he she, she knew about it, but I don't think he really wanted her to like spend all his money. He he he'd spend a little on her, yeah, to like keep her hooked on. It's like a drug addict. It is. You know, you give him a little bit, and they keep on coming back for more and more and more. And I think that's why he kept her. That's why he she stuck around, and even when he was getting older. Because even the son says he's an old man now. Yeah, he's like, date I'm me. Young. <laughs> I'm young, and I'm gonna be in charge soon. So you know, you can come to me. So the son to me, I thought he was thirteen the whole time and then they're like he's 16 and i was like what yeah (laughs) what yeah yeah (laughs) i thought he was a baby i was like this is a small child right he was very small small framed and he just looked young yeah he did look young and i thought he was i thought he was younger too when they said he was 16 i was like oh okay i was (laughs) like uh no (laughs) bye yeah I'm not buying it. Yeah. But. I was like, this movie is about to get worse in the direction I do not want it to go. Right. I, I thought one part that was interesting was the way that they could get the, the curse to sleep when they were like, you know, go to sleep or Hester will find you. Like, that was a way to shut down the monster. Like, and they fell asleep like immediately. Yeah. Because they don't want Hester to find <laughs> I know. They're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm already cursed. Right. I mean, I guess. And like, when they're feeding the, the grandmother and she's like, I'll just eat you. And like, it shows like the, the, extent this thing took them to like it was you know they were hungry they're hungry but then 
it was like I'll even I'll even kill somebody to quench this hunger. Right. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I agree with that. And then coming off of that scene, we see the grandma, her mouth is nailed shut. So we see her pulling the nails like out and like dripping the blood onto him. When I tell you guys, if you have not seen this movie, please watch it for the visuals alone because I was in awe of it the whole time. The use of the color reds, like we see it mimicked throughout. While I was reading about it, I thought it was really interesting. This movie took a a few years to actually make because they would only film in monsoon season because of all the rain. So let's look at rain in the film and how that kind of led to the dread of this one family. So every time they're basically every time we see them it's pouring rain yeah and i feel like it kind of sets this mood of like this very gloomy backdrop of like what their life is and how and what they've made it i mean they're soaking wet all the time no one looks happy they're just distraught and wet and i'm like i step out in a rain puddle i'm i'm automatically in a bad mood yeah I agree with that. I, I hate getting wet, especially like if I step in something like a puddle. Yeah. So my foot gets wet and I'm like, I get all bent. I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. What is this? Get me out of here. <laughs> They're like constantly in rain. Yeah, constantly. And I think I think that's very intentional, especially after I was reading this, to set this like very moody backdrop of distress and despair and like, I don't know, like constant struggle. Like you're constantly fighting through this like torrential rain to get to money like this one thing that you think you need i don't know i thought it was really interesting i thought it was a really cool thing that they added into it but this movie so the color red we see it we see firstly we see the mom wrapped soaking wet in this like very red cloth and she's wearing that for the whole time we see her we see this same red cloth used again when we are introduced to the mistress for the first time and then that similar red shade is used in the womb of the goddess of prosperity where Helstra lives. And then he, of course, is also all red. Yes, blood red. Blood red. I mean, it, it's supposed to be like blood. But I, th- I really thought that was interesting. I like that use of like com- color uh, mimicking throughout because this movie is, I would say, very not like grayscale, but it is like a darker toned movie. Yes. And then so to have these moments of very vivid red, I think is I think is very important. I thought what was interesting, too, is Tumbad is actually a real place in India. That's yeah. That's an actual location. But I, I was looking at it. There is no record of an Indian god doomed named Hesta, but that fits into the, the But prophecy. it fits into the prophecy yeah. where he would be forgotten. Where he would be a forgotten god. So it was, it, it was really well written. It yeah. is really well written. And I like, too, how they also put, like, how under the new rule of India, how they were, like, dividing up the, um, the areas yes. and how... This is what startled the guy because he was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mansion. They're going to take it. They're going to find what's living in here. I got to do one last ride. Yeah, I got to get as much as I can now. Yeah. Before it, before it all ends. You know, he calls him a fool. He's like, you're a fool because this is all about to come to a close. All. Like, one way or another. And, well, it did come to a close for him, but not the way he was thinking. Not the way he was <laughs> thinking. He didn't think he was going to die. I love this story. I do wish. I mean, just for myself, I know it doesn't matter in real life, but I'd love to see, like, how the son and then like they had two girls. No, we saw them twice. Mm-hmm. They didn't say a word. But like I'd love to see how the family kind of survived without the father because you have such a strong mom character. She starts her own business when she thinks she's abandoned. She basically raises the three kids. We know she raises the two daughters. And you can see her just kind of having this silent, strong role throughout, which I think is really important. I mean, I do think the film marginalized her constantly and treated her as an a nagging wife. But 
what I read was there is going to be a Tumbad 2. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know if they scrapped the plans for it, but there was plans for them to be a Tumbad 2. So. Interesting. Or if they made it, we just don't know about it. I mean, I don't know much, so okay. <laughs> that could absolutely be true. 100%. So, yeah. So, I I want to say thank you to Bold, Bold Truth. Bold Truth. Bold Truth. Thank you for the recommendation. This is definitely much more my style of movie. My love, I love a beautiful horror film. And this was that, I thought. I thought it was gorgeously shot practical effects through the roof loved them the creature the hellstrick like creature like the embodiment was crazy and then that one scene when they're all just coming down the wall that was great oh my god it was i was like i want a poster of this like that that is so like visceral but i want it yeah i thought it was cool because they all had crowns of gold. They all had cr- They were just like co- copies of each other. And yeah. I was like, oh, you played yourself. Right. <laughs> you played yourself. But I really, really loved it. So I just want to say thank you. I know I'm enjoying all these suggestions. We're branching out and watching so many things we had never seen before. I 100% agree. And, you know, I, I just want to say shout outs to like uh, our, our listeners in the international areas like France, Pakistan, India. I mean, we, we we really appreciate you guys tuning into us. You know, I mean, it means that we're actually you know, getting your attention. You know, wherever you get your podcast fix, you know, add us on there. Just hit the follow because you know, uh, we love that you guys are, are into us. Yeah. Like, follow, subscribe. Do all the things. We're here for you. We will do this even if it's just us screaming into the void because we have fun. But you guys make it way more worthwhile. And these movies that you are suggesting to us are fantastic. And I'm having such a ball watching them. So I would absolutely watch this film. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I don't know where you watched Amazon it. Amazon Prime. Yeah. I watched it on Prime. It's free for those Prime users. And it's a great film. You know, one thing I liked about this, it wasn't two and a half hours. Yes. Yes. I, an hour 45. I was like, oh, I love this. Right. And it was really good. And it was really good. I could not say enough good things about this movie. So thank you for all these recommendations. Uh, so far, you guys are spot on with these these movies. They're great. I, I, I have not seen one yet that I didn't really like. So so good call. Good call. Thank you, guys. And catch us next time on What's Happening. <laughs>